there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. What a day. It is Follow the Money. Good to have you on board. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Last 24 hours again, Pete Carroll was essentially fired. He's going to remain on um, as an advisor to the team. He was crying, by the way. Pete Carroll never cries, he was pr- crying at his press conference. Nick Saban retired yesterday afternoon, and then earlier this morning, not even an hour ago, we found out Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots were parting ways after 24 years and six Super Bowl championships. Nigel Seeley joins the program now, our pal. We talk soccer with him on a weekly basis. He's with PremierSportsPlays.com. I want to tie all this in to the soccer world and the EPL, Nigel. First of all, good morning, mate. Thanks for the time, as good always. Morning. Do you have maybe a bet that you'll like on a manager that might get sacked, as you call it, or fired in the prim? Well, first of all, um, I, I, as you know, I don't know very little or very not, no, I don't really follow the NFL, really. It's not one of the sports I follow, but I, I do know the name Belichick. I mean, he's synonymous with the American sport when I grew up over here. So it's a big news for me as well. So someone I don't actually read a sport I don't actually follow. So okay. it must be massive news for you guys waking up this morning. I can remember many years ago when there was a big Liverpool at the top of the Premier League and Kenny Dalglish was like an icon manager and uh, he, he he retired and he said it was down to stress and he left the club and it was it was a huge news moment so I, I can understand what you guys are going through there with the, with the breaking news this morning. Um, the Premier League obviously we bet on who would be the next manager to go. It's a market that gets bet every single week and it changes on results. I don't know if that's uh, as, a, as a proper market that you have over there in the States but this is something we do have over here. And if thinking on some of the sports books with licenses across America, we'll be able to see some of the odds on offer there. Um, I think this season, a lot of the teams at the bottom of the league have made their move already or managers. I think that they've, they've made their move. They've Sheffield United. have got a new coach. Uh, there's a lot of teams at the bottom. have already made the move. Burnley manager at the bottom of the table company got them out of the championship last season. And they're in great shape. He's one of the favorites to lose his job. And you've also got the guy at Luton who's going nowhere. I mean, the way he's held himself with some sort of problems off the field in terms of the, the player Lockyer who collapsed the last time in the match recently. I mean, he's, he's his stock is very, very high. So I was looking at the market in that market. The Manchester United manager is the favourite, but each week he wins and he loses and we don't really know. A lot of the teams have got cup competitions to play for. And it's 80 to 1 that no 
manager leaves from now till the end of the season mm. uh, in the Premier League. And I think that is an absolute massive price. Some firms are 50, some firms are 40s, but if you can get anywhere around that kind of price for no more manager okay. firing or sacking at 80 to 1, I think it's a price that's going to drop week, week, every week. I just can't see any manager that is under pressure who's going to lose. Uh, I think that they've got big contracts and they keep them. Okay. And uh, I think all the sacking is going to be in the NFL, not in the Premier League. Excellent. We had a bit of mini break here in the Premier League, and we only have four matches this weekend. You're involved with several totals. How about the early one Saturday morning with Chelsea and Fulham? Well, I mean, I don't know if I know many people look at these matches and they, they sort of understand geographically where some of these matches are located, but Chelsea and Fulham are both both situated in West London. And uh it's between the two clubs, it's 1.7 miles between the two of them. So it's a very, very short, big rivalry, these two sides. And not something that you would you would think when you look at Arsenal and Tottenham and Liverpool and Everton, but Chelsea and Fulham are a rivalry in West London. You can walk from one stadium to the other stadium in about 25 minutes. It's a really good walk. There's some nice bars. I take, it takes me about four and a half hours to do a 25-minute walk, so I stop <laughs> in every bar along the way there. But it's a, it's a lovely walk there along the King's Road at King's, uh, in, 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 in Kensington and Chelsea. It's a beautiful area. So this is a big derby. And it's also an early kickoff. And early kickoffs really don't really lend themselves to many overs. They're usually quite cagey. I think looking at the fixtures, it's a match that neither side really want to go into. They, they played it both in midweek. They both travelled up uh, up north for a Carabao Cup uh, semi-finals. Liverpool, uh, Fulham went to Liverpool. Chelsea went to Middlesbrough. Uh, long distance for them. They've come back here with a Premier League game. They met earlier in the season. It was a 2-0 win for Chelsea. And I, I think the line on the go- the goals here is a little bit higher. I've been betting a lot of overs recently rather than unders, and unders haven't been profitable for me. But I think plus 135 on the unders is a big, big price. If you look at Chelsea, uh, one of their top goal scorers, Nicholas Jackson, he's away at the African Cup of Nations. Uh, their big money signing in Kunku is injured. Uh, Fulham have lost three players to the African Cup of Nations. That's really important for betting over the next three weeks. Look at the teams in the Premier League that have players away uh, in the African Cup of Nations. And I think Chelsea are going to lose two of their top strikers. Um, I think the way they go, they've got some big cup matches, both of them to play in the FA Cup and also the Carabao Cup. And I can just see this one being quite a close encounter between two real close neighbours. So small bet under two and a half goals. I think the price, plus 135, I think it's a tremendous bet. I would probably be around about even money. But at 135, I think that's a a little bit too too generous. So I would uh, have a little small wager on under two and a half goals, Chelsea Fulham. All right, two matches Sunday. How about uh, Everton Villa and Man U Tottenham? Tell us why you like both matches over. Well, the Everton Everton Villa game is a really, really looks looks a great match to watch. Aston Villa have been so entertaining this season. They've done all their best work at home, away from home. They haven't been that great. If you look at their defensive record away from home, they have the second worst defense in the top half of the Premier League on the road. Only Newcastle have conceded more goals. So they score goals, but they concede an awful lot of goals. The last four road matches for Aston Villa, every single one went oh, cashed over two and a half. Five of their last six matches on the road uh, have cashed over two and a half. Uh, if you look at Villa, their last 10 road matches, they've scored in every single match. Everton have scored in eight of their last nine home matches, and they've scored three goals against Newcastle, they've scored two goals against Chelsea, and they scored against Manchester City. Um, I think both of them need the win for various different reasons. Aston Villa get the win, they go top of the table in the Premier League because Liverpool don't play this week. Everton need the win to escape the relegation zone because Uh of the, uh, the points deduction they have. And I think both managers like to go at it. They like to play very entertaining football. Uh, Everton had their top goal scorer suspended uh, because he had a red card in the FA Cup game. That's been rescinded now, so Calvert-Lewin will be able to play. I think this will be a real entertaining watch. I think over two and a half goals is a little bit lower than the odds that I would usually play, but around about minus 130 for over over two and a half goals. I think if you're looking for a parlay, stick it in the parlay. Um, I wouldn't play as a single because it's a little bit not not so much. You're not going to get much cash back on that. But minus 130-ish, over two and a half goals, Everton Villa. The other game, Man United v Tottenham. This is an interesting one because on all the stats of this season, you would say, yes, this is going to be an overmatch. Um, but Tottenham have lost some key players. Um, Son, their top goal scorer, their captain, he's away at the Asian Cup. The Asian Cup is going on at the same time as the African Cup of Nations. So not him. Basuma, their very influential key midfielder, is away as well. We also know, we all know they've lost Harry Kane. Madison is injured. So they're, they're real key goal scoring players aren't there. Ricardo uh, is carrying the, the throw up front. I mean, he's in good goal scoring form. 
Um, Man United so inconsistent. Um, but if you look at Man United this season, seven of their 10 matches at home have at least scored at least three goals. If you look at Tottenham, 10 of their uh, of their 11 matches in the Premier League, 10 of the last 11 matches in the Premier League have seen at least three goals. So on the stats, you would say goals, average 3.3 goals per game in the last 10 matches these two have faced. Um, but it's a high line. It's three and minus 132. Just a small lean for me on that one. Uh, because I am worried about the players that Tottenham are missing. So uh, if, if they were full strength, I think you'd be, you'd be having that as banker material over three goals. But I think given some of them absentees for Tottenham, I'm a little bit worried. But these two managers, again, Postacoglu knows how he just attack. If he goes 2-0 down, he doesn't care if they lose mm. four or five. He'll just, he'll just play six players up front. And we'll see a basketball-type soccer match. Your uh, success on this show with the lower leagues in six years has been phenomenal. How about League Two, Crew and Swindon? Is this, you want to oppose Swindon Town again? Yeah, I mean they're the team that I've opposed pretty much regularly. I mean I haven't, I still haven't. I've been doing all right on the lower leagues, but I haven't really kicked. I've had a sort of bad run on the on the Premier League and also in the um and the, the big leagues around Europe as well. But the lower leagues have served me good, and opposing Swindon has been a very very good strategy. Crew are right up there in the mix in the automatic promotion. They're a side that are really, really good team. They're very underrated in terms of the personnel they have there, but they've got in results. At home, they're very hard to beat. And Swindon, they've got all kinds of problems behind the scenes. Their two top goal scorers were both on loan. And in January, beginning of January, both of their players were recalled by their teams. So they they counted for 70% of Swindon's goals, those two players, and they've both gone now. So um, it was a bad run for Swindon and going to crew. They were available at plus 110 earlier in the week. Uh, that's gone now. You, you, you'd be lucky to get even money. If you can get even money, get on uh, crew to beat Swindon. But I think I would go down as low as minus 110. I'd have to take minus money. If they were minus 115, I might mm-hmm. even be tempted. But I think crew are, are the best bet of all the lower leagues this week at home to a, a fading Swindon side. who were going downhill before the players uh, departed in, in, in January, the lone players. Now they've gone. I don't think it's going to be a very, very happy few months for Swindon supporters. About 90 seconds here, Nigel. Any Aussie Open futures that you like? Yeah, the draw come out. I mean, there's a real dominance now in the, in the men's and the women's game. There's top four players dominant in the men's game. You have uh, Djokovic, you have Alcaraz, you have Sinner, and you have uh, Medvedev as well. Therefore, uh, just a little bit ahead of all the, all the rest in the bunch. Uh, I've already bet Sinner at the end of last year at 16-1 to 1 to win the Australian Open. He's now about 6-1, to 1, so I, I'm just happy with that position. I'm not going to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't rule out Djokovic, but he's set up with a meeting with Ben Shelton, the, the, the young American hope who's going to have a good year, I think, and he's going to have a good Australian Open here. So I probably wouldn't play anything on the men's. On the women's draw... I, I think there's a cigarette paper between the top four in the betting. I think Shrontek is the best player, but her record in Australia is pretty poor. She doesn't like fast conditions, and this is going to be a little bit quick for her. She's never, ever made the final, even being dominant. She's on a 15-match winning run, but she hasn't really done anything in Australian Open. I think in the bottom half of the draw is where you want to look at. I think it's slightly easier. Uh, Sabalenka is in the bottom half of the draw, the defending champion, the number two seed. She had a disappointing final defeat against Rybakina, where she lost six love in a set, which would really hurt. Rybakina got beat today. And I think the market is really undervalued on Coco Goff. She's the highest paid women's sports star in the world. She's got an aura about her, a swagger about her. She's won the US Open. She's confident. I think seven to one is a big, big price. If she gets to the semifinals and plays Sabalenka, which is likely to do, She's got a 4-2 winning record against Sabalenka. She's got nothing to worry about. She's got a winning record against Rybakina. And the only player that she's got a bad losing record against is Shrontek, the number one seed. And the only way they can meet in the final. Each way, Coco Goff 7-1. If they meet Shrontek, we've already cashed. So that's my bet, 7-1, Coco Goff. Very good. You're the best, mate. Best of luck this week and beyond. Thank you for the time. Take care, guys. We'll go over a list of names, possible replacements for Bill Belichick in New England. Coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. We're on both on the Chiefs. Matt Humans likes the under. We're all, I'm also on the Browns as well. More picks coming up. And become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for all the picks. Use promo code FTM for follow the money. You get 10% off promo code FTM. So earlier today, not even 90 minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweeted from ESPN, that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to part ways after 24 years and six Super Bowl championships during his time as a head coach there. The Athletic quickly put out a story of uh, 10 names that could replace, who could replace Bill Belichick in New England. And they call, they have like different tiers. One of them would be called the front runners. I don't think anybody will be surprised to find out that in that list, they put Jared Mayo and Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Vrabel, I think, would be... That seems like a done deal to me. That was going to be Vrabel. He's but the most obvious candidate. This is the same thing, though. I mean, this is, you know, it's funny. Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, late yesterday tweeted, if Belichick, we get Belichick news, this is going to be a national holiday. What would have happened? Carol Saban, Belichick the same day. And it happened several hours later. Uh-huh. But uh, it's the same thing in New England now. You want to fire? You want to f- uh, follow no. this guy? No, especially I mean, with the, with the, just... the put it this way. I mean, Think about where New England's at right now, talent-wise, compared to what Nick Saban's leaving Alabama like. Right. There's going to be a lot left in, in the cabinets there, in the cupboards at uh, Alabama. Yeah. That's totally bare in New England. Uh, the defense is pretty good. Yeah, the last two years have been ugly. But certainly this was a debacle this past season. Uh, but it, and Saban's going out pretty much close to on top. You, you might argue his best coaching job ever. I can't argue. If you yeah. want to say that, that's fine. How talented was this Alabama team, especially when you saw Milrow was a bit of a project and he still went to the to the playoff and beat Georgia. Right. But this is, to me, it's... Now, you had the reports that it was going to be Mayo months ago. But now with Vrabel open, I think that... Makes uh, a lot of out sense. There, that, that opens things up, and I think it's going to be Vrabel. and makes sense. And with the Belichick angle, I keep saying Washington, but does Arthur Blank go for it now? I you want to talk about an upgrade from the GOAT Art Smith to the GOAT? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. No and, kidding. And, and Belichick's walking into a great situation. Yep. A team that should have made the playoffs with plenty of offensive weapons. He just needs a quarterback. Both guys, again, are similar in so many ways. And I'm glad we brought this up earlier. Brett McMurphy did as well. Don't forget what Alabama was like before Saban got there. I mean, Urban Meyer in Florida, they were starting to rule the SEC. They won two national championships. He had, he had Tim Tebow. And it was a downtime at Alabama and he completely flipped it. Again, 16 consecutive 10-win seasons after his first season, which he won seven games. If you go back to before Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick took over in New England, they were almost irrelevant. I know they made the Super Bowl against the Packers. They made the Super Bowl against the Bears. I did not know a single Patriots fan anywhere. And then they started to win championships. And you know what happens in this country when that happens. They're going to become super popular. And then there were Patriots fans everywhere. They were... They were not even talked about, the Patriots. Nobody cared about them. 
and they turn into a, like a kind of a national team because they had Brady and Belichick and they won so much. Yeah. And so both seventies and eighties were horrible. Terrible. I mean, the team was supposed to move. Yeah. You know, it was at Sullivan stadium. Our Nesson fans can help me out, but that apparently was a dump. And then 85 was kind of a fluke where they just got hot playoff time, got hot at the right time and then got run out by the bears mm-hmm. in the super bowl. And then, uh, Parcells did an excellent job taking him to the Super Bowl, but then it was, I, I would say, uh, Bel- uh, Bledsoe had a complicated legacy. Yeah. Certainly, you talk about number one overall pick, but uh, could have won more games, and then Brady comes in and changes everything as well. So, uh, do you, what do you think of the Atlanta angle? I would like that. I think, I think Blank needs I think to Arthur go for Blank, this big time. No, yes. I mean, there, there, there needs to be an outright battle a battle to the death for this guy between Atlanta and the Chargers. And if you want to throw some other teams out there as well, like I'll buy it. If the Raiders want to get involved, fine. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. But certainly, I mean, the Chargers and the Falcons should be doing whatever they can. And they should have been already doing this before the news today to say, hey, Billy boy, what's it going to take? What do you need? Do you push back if you're the owner, though, about who he's going to hire? Like, are you going to come in and bring in your kids to run stuff? And, oh, your, I, I and the defense, is it Patricia? Are you going to do McDaniels again? I mean, I, I honestly think that that's going to have to be a conversation. Yeah. And like he, so when Bill Belichick had his press conference on Monday, he said that to the media, he told everybody, like, if there, if there's, like, I'll have that conversation about stepping down as the guy in charge of, you know, making personnel moves. I'll have that conversation. So he, he's not going to be the GM wherever he goes next. I, I think the Chargers or anybody else would be foolish no, to right. allow him yeah, to do absolutely. that. And I think Bill would actually admit, I'm fine, I just want to coach. He's got to be. I mean, that is staggering. That Go back to 2013. A guy they've drafted in the first three rounds hasn't got a second contract. Come on. Yep. But we'll know more coming up. There's a Kraft and Belichick are supposedly doing a press conference at, uh, at 9 Eastern. Okay, we have Adam Jones from WEEI joining the program coming up in about 25 minutes as well. So DraftKings updated some odds here on Bill Belichick's next team. Nowhere is plus 175. That's the shortest shot of the board. Chargers 2-1, to one, followed by the Commanders and the Falcons at 4. The field, I don't understand why he would go to the Titans. That, the Titans, Panthers. I'd rather go to the Saints. If you're the Saints, oh, so would open, I. that opens things up too. Come on, get, get Dennis Allen out of there. Yeah. Look who's available. Yeah, you are a quarterback away in Atlanta. Again, this is kind of what Brady did. Brady recognized that the Buccaneers had a lot of really good personnel on that team. Great defense, good weapons, Mike Evans, Hall of Fame receiver. And he's like, yeah, maybe I can win there. And Drew Brees was at the end of the line. If he goes to Atlanta in that division right now with what they have on offense and they would actually land a quarterback, why could he not, like in theory, kind of rule the NFC South for the next four to five years? I think, I think there's a chance that, that if he would go to Atlanta, that we're going to look back and say, holy hell, did Arthur Smith uh, screw this yeah. up? Yeah. Um, the Athletic also wrote possible candidates. Bill O'Brien. Oh, please. That kick, no way. No way. Absolutely no chance that'd would I want mistake. him as a head coach. No, that'd be a mistake. They put Brian Flores down. That would be pretty interesting. I could see that. Yeah, so could I. The um, boy, boy, did the Bears make a mistake with their announcement? If you just waited, I mean, that's another one. Come on, Eberflus or Belichick? Uh, great and point, Paul. And he's walking into a number one pick. Oh, and God. all that draft capital. They need to rethink this. You can't bring this guy back. You can't. I mean, if Belichick would make it clear to the Bears, have his agent re- reach out. Hey, are you sure about this? I'd, I would consider coming. To Chicago, they would have to say, oh, well, hold on, we changed our minds here about Eberflus. Yeah. If you're going to run it like a mom-and-pop store, though, I mean, that is, how do you just not say, well, okay, same thing, right? It, the Bears should be going after Harbaugh. The yep. Bears should be asking Belichick, what do you want? Let's make this work and turn this around. The Athletic wrote, less likely candidates, Josh McDaniels, I would hope so. I would hope he would be considered less likely. Ben Johnson on the list, he's going to be on everybody's list for the most part. Yeah. Bobby Slowick. He's the OC in Houston, and uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's not. Well, yeah, come on. That's that to me would feel like a million to one shot if Harbaugh were to go to New England. I could see him going to Alabama sooner than New England. What's more of a slam dunk, Vrabel to New England or Dan Quinn to Seattle? Good question. 
Dan Quinn is we're in landing territory now. I think Dan Quinn makes a lot of sense in Landing's Seattle. Like, what's landing? What'd you say? He's two dollars now. Three dollars. He moved to minus three dollars. Go to Alabama. Dan Quinn was a dollar fifty to go to Seattle. I mean I, that is just, that that makes so much sense. He was running the defense there with the Legion of Boom, and I it was vomit inducing the Seattle game, uh, the the uh, Pittsburgh game rather. Right. I mean that that's the thing that did Carroll in. The defense was horrendous down the stretch. It sure was. And how bad it was uh, the last few years. So that to me that's going to be Quinn. I think so too. But with the Vrabel connections and, and now that he's, uh, it depends on too. I mean, does Vrabel? I mean, Vrabel's a really good coach. You think that a lot of these franchises are going to want him. And so would he want to take that job? Like, does he look at it kind of like the mentor and the protege? Well, he's part of the Patriot way, though. I know, so that, that's, that's what I'm saying. He, but I like, think he braces it and wants it and, you know, give it a hug. Sure. Like, well, e- even though, like, there are better jobs out there right now, I think that he would look at it and say, this is who I am. I cut my teeth here. Yeah. I'm, you know, from the same cloth. Throw out any cliche that you want. And uh, I got to go back there. I got to go back home, so to speak. Yeah. That's what we always talk about with college coaches who have their ties. Hey, they went. He went to this school. Keep an eye on him. Well, I don't think. I mean, they, they even. It's interesting. They threw the Saints and Jets up there. Uh, the Giants a little aggressive. I mean, we're, yeah. we're a year removed from Dayball winning Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. Although there's something going on there because Wink Martindale goes off on him, and then he gets he leaves after he cleaned house with the defense. But um, in any event, you have to reassess everything. I don't care who your coach is right now. Look who's available. Yep. Vrabel, Belichick, you could Harbaugh's going to go to the NFL. Yep. I'd say everything's on the table right now. And if you thought you made up your mind earlier in the week, time to change your mind. This is the wackiest beginning to an offseason in college in the NFL, and the best candidates are available that I can ever remember. No hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Probably not even close. Every year we're stretching like, I think this guy's going to well, we, we don't know. Okay. We haven't even mentioned this yet. I, I'm, Mike Florio thinks Tomlin could leave Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's not that he's going to be fired, but Tomlin could move on from the Steelers. How about that? This is going to be fun coming up next. A booby prize winner in Circa Millions is going to join the show. A lot to go over with picking losers compared to winners. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino in 15 minutes. Adam Jones is going to join the program, radio host, WEEI in Boston. Earlier this morning, about 90 minutes ago, uh, it was announced Adam Schefter actually had the breaking news that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots agreed to part ways. So he's out after 24 years. So we'll get Adam's take on that and who could replace Bill uh, when we talk to him coming up in 15 minutes. Here, this is going to be a fun conversation because the contest called, called Circa Millions, you got to pick five bets every week in the NFL against the spread. And uh, the winning percentage every single year is like around 70%. It's difficult to win the whole thing. However, they added this, uh, you know, four years ago, a booby prize. If you finish in last place this year, that prize was $100,000. So basically, Paulie picked the most losers. And James Mitchell joins the program now. He was part of a group that won $100,000 and the booby prize here at Circa Millions. James, thanks for the time. Congratulations on being so bad. <laughs> Mitch, Polly, good morning to the both of you. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, if you can't be first, you got to be last. <laughs> Little Ricky Bobby, right? <laughs> um, That's exactly right. So I'm, I'm guessing that you did not enter the season. This is not your first go around here at Circuit Millions also. You did not enter the season thinking, let's, let's go for the booby prize, correct? That is correct. We didn't start uh, trying to lose until after week five. We had a, a really putrid start with our, our two entries this year. And, uh, flipped the switch and got hot with both entries, losing and winning. Uh, we actually were only half a point out of the out of the top 100 with our second entry to cash up top as well. Oh, geez, okay. So why after five weeks at that point? Like, where were you guys trending at that point of the season on the one on the on the entry that won the whole thing? We only had nine and a half points and ten points between the two entries out of obviously a possible 20, uh, or excuse me, 25. And we were, you know, 11 points out of first place, but only four out of the booby. And we actually did go for the booby two years ago as well, after a, uh, you know, a little rough patch midseason. <laughs> it fell short of it that time. But, you know, with the, the different quarterly prizes, there's, there's so many different ways uh, for you to try and cash in Circa Millions, which really makes it a great contest. 
Did you win a quarterly? No quarterly. Uh, we're certainly in contention, Polly. Okay. You know, if you go if you go fifteen and five or five and fifteen, uh, you know, you can't even get a a free buffet ticket from Jeff Benson over at Circa. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen and five doesn't get you anything. Well, okay. So tracking that, then the quarterly at the bottom, like, what do you have to go to be in contention? Do you need to go like two and eighteen and be that bad? For uh, I believe it's the first quarter and the third quarter are the twenty uh, twenty pick uh, quarter segments. Three got it, got it done uh, both times, but in the five week oh. segments, you really have to. You've got to put up nineteen losses at least. Oh my goodness! Um, it's 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 the same as up top. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you, right? I mean, all this talk about man, it's really difficult to like cash in the money or hit at that clip where you have a chance to win this whole thing. In trying to do this, how difficult did you guys find it to be in trying to find losers compared to picking winners? It's a, it's certainly a different way to to approach the card. You know, trying to trying to get your brain to to think about how we how we can best lose. Um, you know, I'd say fortunately for us, there were a, a significant amount of bad quarterbacks that we would target on a, a week in week out basis and start our process there. Did you play stale lines if they were available? No. Um, not, I mean, you know, the CLV that you get maybe when you submit Saturday morning opposed to, you know, what a game kicks off at wasn't, wasn't too significant. Even in week 18 this year, you know, we were holding on until, you know, we had to submit by noon on Saturday here on the East Coast. Uh, and there really wasn't anything that, you know, moved more than a point. Uh, okay. So it was, you know, it was pretty straightforward. So what would your advice be to somebody getting into a contest like this? And it needs to be, you know, awful. You have to be as bad as possible to win it. What would you say to people who are going to attack it next year like that? Uh, you want to target the. You want to target those bad coach quarterback relationships those those types of teams uh for instance we were we were zero and six this year uh betting on the chargers right uh again kind of a different way to have your yeah, mind yeah. think mm-hmm. right but but the char- i mean up right up until staley was fired uh you know we were targeting them every single week you were you wanted to have Absolutely. the chargers on your card because you thought they gave you the best chance to actually pick a loser Mitch, I can guarantee you they gave us the best chance to uh, to pick a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so also like the Panthers, we know this, the record worse in football. Also, when it comes to like this racket, right against the spread, they were terrible. I think maybe the worst team in the league. Were you targeting the Panthers as the season would go on? And then like, did you track that? Like, just teams that were not meeting expectations with the point spread in a spot where they were taking on a team that was off to a good start. ATS. Would you look at maybe a matchup like that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you can also do it up top, right? Uh, the Buccaneers were a great team for us in terms of, you know, picking uh, against them, right? Because the Bucks covered at a, a very high clip this year. And I, I think they are still a team that, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily get the respect against the number, as you can probably see, you know, this weekend by being a home playoff dog. Yeah. Were you guys fading the Eagles down the stretch? <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good Broken move there. Team, and I think I... That Monday night game this week, uh, I think those are just two teams going in opposite directions. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be another interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, James Mitchell, he was part of a group that won the Booby Prize for the worst overall record against the spread in Circa Millions this year. So I'll ask you to try to find this a loser this weekend then. Like you just mentioned it then. If you, if you were trying to go with a loser, would you be betting Philadelphia minus three right now? Philly minus three would definitely make the short card. Uh, you, I believe at Circa, the Dolphins-Chiefs game is up to four and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not be laying four and a half points with the with the Chiefs. Oh, so I feel okay. good about that. You do the opposite, I think. Right? I think, right. So, right. so, so now I feel, Chiefs, I already bet the Chiefs three feel, and a half. That's yeah. good then. Yeah. Right. Well, do you have hey, any? Three and a half is a much better number, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, sure, you sure. Know, I just think the Dolphins running game is you know, uh, certainly better than average. And the Chiefs are really a defense that's built to play against the pass because they're always playing from ahead. 
you know, I, I just, I feel as though it's going to be just as cold for the chiefs when they're on offense as it is for the dolphins. And you know, the four and a half points, uh, you know, how many field goals can you really see? It's, uh, I think the value now lies with the dolphins. Do you have a family and do you have any plans with the money? Uh, a lot of it's going into my daughter's college savings account. And, you know, I'll do a little something nice for the wife. Well, you're coming out to Las Vegas tonight. It's yes. pa- It's Pauly Palooza this weekend here at Circuit Stadium Swim. Probably have a little fun too, huh? Really looking forward to Pauly Palooza. Uh, you know, hopefully not just, uh, just a one-year attendee. But uh, it, it should be a, a very fun weekend and, you know, a celebration to see or uh, tomorrow evening during the uh, award ceremony. Okay. So I will, I will say this. If you, those two games that you just talked about right now, if you nail those, right, and get them, let's say, wrong again, we got to talk to you next week for a couple of minutes and find out who you don't like again in the next round. A lot of pressure, but uh, I guess none <laughs> of it's on me. Yeah. So I, I admit, Paul, I'd love that. Keep stinking up the joint, James. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats see, again. Yep. See you that. this weekend. See that again? That it can't be that easy, right? No. Mike Palm says it all the time. It's it's probably more difficult to pick losers than to pick winners. Although I did like the strategy there. Yeah, it's yeah. like it was automatic. I we had to bet against Daly. Well, what was it? Or bet on well, them? I yeah, guess. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, two, what was it two years ago? The guy that won told us week two he was t- trying to go for the booby yeah because he had a five and oh and an oh and five mm-hmm. and he, he punted on the oh and five after one week right so that they so didn't that, make up their the minds kid, until after week five i think that kid was from minnesota yeah right, right that was that's that's wild and then to think he couldn't get a quarterly cash but to get it done soda man well, was the soda man yeah so that so that previous person was from minnesota maddie saint who won circa millions this year is from minnesota went to the same college st cloud state he had that entry on his own, by the way. I can't believe that. And he took the whole thing down. I know. What a and, story. And uh, Chris, who was down to the final 13 in Survivor, is from Minnesota. And they listen to uh, this show, VSIN, every single day. There were guys a couple years ago made a deep run from St. Cloud, Minnesota. That's right. That's right. I, I don't know what's going on. What's in the water there? What happened to you? I don't know. That's well, I, <laughs> Oh, I you tried. made a deep in Survivor. Yeah. I tried, right. Blame Jordan Love. Uh, what happened there? <laughs> How about the Randy McKay story? Yeah. He, he won the DraftKings contest if for, for uh, 400000 I think, and then he, yeah. he finished two entries top 100 yeah. in Circa Millions. Yeah, he finished, I think, tied for 14th in yeah. one, with one of his entries here. Former VEASAN uh, listener of the year. Big old Randy McKay. It, that's not a coincidence, by the way. Guys like Randy, he finishes like in the in the money every single year. And he's great at car drawings for whatever reason. Uh, well, uh, Adam Jones, WEEI in Boston. Up next, who should, who will New England target? Who's going to be the next coach following Bill Belichick? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Super Wild Card Weekends here. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. You can bet $5 for new customers on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. A plethora of props, which we'll get to the next two days. Download the app now. Use code VEGAS. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas at DraftKings. The crown is yours. I think it was 7.03 a.m. Eastern Time, 4.03 a.m. out here on the West Coast this morning. So about an hour and 45 minutes ago when the news broke, Adam Schefter tweeted out from ESPN that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have agreed to part ways. And uh, joining us now to discuss this is Adam Jones, radio host on WEEI in Boston. His show is called James and Mago, 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on WEEI, and Adam is on X at Jones, WEEI. Adam, thanks for the time on short notice like this. Um, did you find that news to be shocking, or did you think this was going to happen this offseason? No, I, I I mean, look, it's surprising and, and shocking to see it when you actually just see it right there in front of you. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, among others, uh, you know, all on top of it. But yeah, I, I think this has been telegraphed for a while. I, I don't think the trajectory of the franchise obviously has been going in a good way. No playoff wins in five years. They've missed the playoffs three out of the last four. Four wins this year, number three pick in the draft. And, you know, I, I do think with some of the candidates that are out there, there might not be a better time to move on from Bill Belichick. So I, I guess I'm not surprised or shocked uh, given the news, but it is still shocking to see it right there in front of your face when it's actually, you know, breaking and it's actually happened. Who's ultimately like whose decision was this? I think it was Robert. Uh, I, I think Robert Kraft made this call. Um, I think the fact that it took so long and it feels like, you know, following the news cycle as we do, it feels like there was some hemming and hawing mm-hmm. and some waiting for the right time to make this announcement. I mean, look, a lot of teams are very decisive. Atlanta, Washington, they're not waiting. You know, we even see Atlanta, uh, Alabama, rather, and Tennessee and, you know, Seattle being more decisive. So I do think when you talk about the sentimentality of the move, uh, how emotional uh, Robert Kraft can be, I think that tells you why they waited a handful of days to make a move that I think we all expected. Um, and I do think if anybody else in the organization had a say in it, maybe his son, Jonathan, I think this would have happened a long time ago. I, I think there's a chance if Jonathan were in charge, Bill might not have lasted the year because they were, they were pretty frustrated with this team uh-huh. going all the way back to their game against Indianapolis in Germany. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So what do you expect today at the press conference at 12 your time? It's a great question. Like, the fact that it's going to be Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick sitting next to one another speaks to them playing up uh, the report from Schefter today that's amicable, amicable, which I don't totally buy. Like, I don't totally buy that it's all good, it's mutual, it's amicable. I'm not sure that's exactly how I view this, but I think that's how they're going to play it at the press conference today. Bill can't turn on the charm. Like, you know, not with the media, typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when he's up there at the podium, certainly not after a loss in post game, but Bill can turn on the charm. And I imagine they're leaning into that, like for as bad as it's gotten the last couple of years for the Patriots and as much as they've fallen off post Tom Brady uh, today really should be a celebration about what he did. And I, I would expect that to be the tone of the press conference. Okay. Very good. So what, what direction do you think the Patriots go in? and what they should do. And I think they were, were handed a great gift or opportunity now that Vrabel's available. Yeah, so I, I think, and I, I do not personally agree with this, I would lean Vrabel over this, but it, it sounds like Gerard Mayo is the guy that's been forecasted for over a year, that he was the heir apparent, the coach in waiting. Robert Kraft put out a statement about a year ago now at this time that they were working on an extension for Gerard Mayo. So it sounds to me like he's the guy, Schefter said it today, you know, locally here in Boston, Tommy Curran, Mike Reese are saying the same thing. So that okay. feels like the guy I, I'm disappointed that they're not going to go through what I feel like is a true 
process, you know, interviewing some of these offensive coordinators um, or people that are more innovative on the offensive side of the ball. That's why, to me, Mayo's not an ideal fit. That, to me, is why Vrabel, even though I prefer him to Mayo, isn't a perfect fit. Uh, but if I were wagering, uh, Mayo would be the guy. Well, then, okay, P- put the wagering aside for a second, then. If you were in charge, which guy would you go after? Okay, so the names that I like, uh, you know, Ben Johnson is certainly a popular one, and I could see any team looking after someone like him. I, I like Bobby Slowick in Houston. I like what he did with a rookie quarterback um, in C.J. Stroud this year. The Patriots are going to be drafting a quarterback highly, I think. Uh, maybe Jaden Daniels at three. You know, if Mayor Williams fell to them, they could be looking at that at three. So I'd go with what just worked in Houston with Bobby Slowick. You know, he has NFL ties with his father. He was in San Francisco in that Shanahan offense prior, uh, and he had a very successful year as the OC in Houston. So that would be my personal pick. I, I can't imagine the Patriots actually get that far in the process, but that that's where I would go. All right, so then Belichick is going to keep coaching, although DraftKings, they have odds up on – where is where is he going to be at next year? And nowhere is the shortest shot in the board, Adam, at plus 175. But of the current jobs that are open, um, is it going to come down to Atlanta, the Chargers? Are they going to get in a battle for his services? Some other team out there, you think, maybe? Yeah, so uh, number one, I think he's definitely coaching. So I, I okay. would, I, he's, he's not going to take a year off. I, I think, uh, again, just kind of trying to read the tea leaves here, you know, go follow Schefter's tweets. I, I think he's basically telling you it's Atlanta. So I think Atlanta is, is the heavy favorite at this point in time. It's a bad division. Uh, it's been floated out there that all these NFC South teams were going to be interested. I don't really see a connection to Carolina. I can't imagine he would follow uh, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I, I don't really see that one happening if they were to move on from Todd Bowles uh, after the postseason is over. So to me, Atlanta makes a lot of sense. That, that's where I would be wagering. So, right, I, I totally agree with you. They have the weapons on offense. See, see I th- before you came on, I threw out Washington. But no, I, t- mm-hmm. he needs 15 wins, though, to pass Shula. So that's going to take a while if he goes to Washington. I'm, I'm going to have to maybe change my mind on this. They're interesting. They're both they have the same odds at 4-1. to one. But I think you're making sense with Atlanta because he can come in and they can win right now. Yeah, I mean, the issue is it's it's. I mean, it's a much more talented roster. I, I think at least that the skill positions and they have some players on defense too than than the New England roster. The problem is you still got to find a quarterback there, and that's kind yeah. of been Bill's issue uh, ever since Brady left. So that that would be the one you know potential hiccup there if I'm Arthur Blank. But but I think Atlanta makes a lot of sense. I just for the fun of it, and you know Jerry Jones thinks big. If McCarthy loses this weekend to Green Bay. Or if they lose an embarrassing fashion in, you know, the, the divisional round, I could see a potential connection there. Bill, you can go back and look at the comments. When the Patriots played the Cowboys this year, Bill went out of his way to go over the top in praise of Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, the organization, the history, the facilities, the roster. So to me, there might be a, a potential connection there if anything were to happen with McCarthy and, and Dallas were to bounce out early. Now that would be that's gold. absolutely bonkers. Could you imagine really, if Adam, if that comes through when you hit that one out of the park, I don't know the next time I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. Beers are on me if you get this one right. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I love it. That would be, imagine the sports world, seriously, if Green Bay would shock everybody this weekend and win the game, and then all of a sudden Jerry Jones is like, yeah, that's it. I mean, I can't do it anymore with McCarthy. And who's available? Oh, yeah, that's right, Bill Belichick now. See, this is why, though, what you brought that up with Atlanta, the quarterback there is still a question mark. L.A. has to be super attractive to him. I know that he's going to get Mahomes in that division, uh, you know, for who knows how many more years. But at least if he goes to L.A., it's like warmer weather. You're living in that city. And oh, by the way, you get Justin Herbert. Yeah, so look, to me, if I'm Bill, I'm looking at that Chargers job as a real attractive one. I Number one, I don't know how big of a fan he is of Herbert. He, he's had a great track record head-to-head yeah, against true. Herbert. Now, look, he, he had a great track record head-to-head for Josh, uh, against Josh Allen for years. And, you know, that, that changed very abruptly. So it could change with Herbert. Maybe he's higher on him than I know. I think the, um, the geography stuff is overrated. But people close to Bill, you know, media members in the market, people close to people uh, in Bill's circle will tell you he wants to remain on the East Coast. They're Mm -hmm. ruling out the Chargers. And and what I think the real factor is Bill's going to want his money. You know, Bill is going wherever he goes. He's going to be well compensated. 
And I don't know that the Chargers are the team that's going to step up and do that. So I, I really think that's what rules them out over everything else. Yeah, that's also a yeah. terrific point. You can follow Adam on X. He's at Jones, W-E-E-I. Listen to him on that station in Boston, 2 to, two to 6 p.m. Eastern every single day. Adam, that was great. Thanks so much for the time today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Great yep. job. Here's what I find interesting. After all these Super Bowls and all the su- success, Kraft finally says, okay, that's it. This is unacceptable. And fires, and they move on from the greatest coach in NFL Not history. Not happy with only six Super Bowls. Yeah, right. How about that? Jerry Jones hasn't won since Barry Switzer. He wouldn't get rid of the clapper forever. Yeah. He's still stuck with McCarthy. But he moves on from Jimmy Johnson. You're getting too much credit. Mm-hmm. I won back-to-back Super Bowls. I'm sick of this. It's wild how Kraft looks at it. I know. And how Compared Jerry Jones is just, I, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm Chan Gailey. Well, you did go Parcells one time. Chan Gailey, uh, uh, Campo, the Clapper. Well, so what are you, the Dallas Cowboys? One is the definition of greed, and the other one is just the definition of ego, out of control. I do think McCarthy's coaching for his job. Well, if they lose, he better I mean, beat the Packers. Um, I, I, I'm not saying Belichick's going there, man, but he, we'll, McCarthy better beat the Packers. The maestro, Mike Palm's thoughts on all of this coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.